Welcome to Midi the Podcast, a modern day podcast designed to answer all of your weird and wonderful pregnancy and postpartum questions. I'm your host, Monique Maitland, qualified midwife and nurse, founder of the Midi Society, and someone who is about to become your personal in-pocket midwife and virtual best friend. The Midi Society is a community-based platform where we interview leading healthcare professionals, new mummers and everyday people who share with us their experiences and reveal what they wish they knew before becoming a parent. So buckle up for this crazy and exciting ride. I'll be talking all things tits, bits, spew and poo. Alright, let's get started. Today's episode is proudly brought to you by Training With Mates your local supportive fitness community that strengthens health, performance and lifestyle goals through expert coaching, fun and mateship. Exercising whilst pregnant can be a little bit daunting with most of us not knowing what we actually can and can't do. But with Training With Mates active mum classes, personalised programs and extensive knowledge about safe exercise in pregnancy, they can help you best navigate staying fit and healthy during pregnancy and in the postpartum period. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode from MIDI. Today is going to be our last episode of 2021 because I'm going to take a few weeks off over the Christmas and New Year's period to be present with my friends and family. But don't worry, we will be back bigger than ever in 2022. I can't believe 2021 is nearly over. What a crazy year it has been. 2021 has certainly tested me in more ways than one. It honestly, at the start of the year, was one of the worst years of my life. Um, And I'm so proud to say that I've turned it around and made it my proudest and best year ever of my life. I've met so many incredible women and families through this podcast as well. I've just grown so much as a person and learnt so many life lessons along the way. So honestly, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for supporting Midi the podcast this year. Um, It's definitely been a massive learning curve for me and I'm just so grateful that I got to share it with you and you guys come along on the ride with me. Um, It wouldn't be possible without you all tuning in and sharing and wanting to listen each week. So thank you, thank you, thank you. It makes me so excited to go into next year um, with such a great support network behind me. Um, So thank you again. And yeah, let's get into today's episode. Today's episode is one for your other half or your support person, friends or family. Because I'm going to be talking to you about ways that your support people can best support you during labour and birth, but also in that initial postnatal period. It certainly is one thing that I get asked a lot. You know, I'm constantly hearing, but what is he going to do for me whilst I'm in labour and birth? Or what can he expect? Or what do I need to tell him to prepare for during the birth? So... This episode has actually been requested by my sister because he's hoping that her husband will listen. Yes, I'm talking to you, Cal, and she won't have to explain it to him herself. So, mamas to be, I've got your back here. Let me be the one to tell them what to do because we all know they'll listen to someone else, but they may not listen to you. 
So this episode is a guide to best support someone who's having a baby. All right, let's go. Step one, education. Educate your partner or support person because if they have some idea about what to expect, they are going to be better prepared. So making sure that you do your childbirth ed classes and that they do their research too is going to be super important. And this goes hand in hand with having a plan in place. Most women have heard of a birth plan and if you have created a birth plan, make sure you do this with your support person because at the end of the day, they're also going to help make decisions about your care because in that time where you are in labor and where you're working really hard, you may not be thinking as well as you normally would. So if they're on the same page as you and know exactly what you want, For example, in the case where you might need an instrumental birth or you may need an emergency caesarean. If they are prepared for all those scenarios, it's going to be less daunting for them, but also for you because you know that you're both going to be making a decision which is going to benefit both you and your baby. They're going to be able to advocate for you, which is going to help you remain calm because you know that they are on the same page as you. So in the weeks leading up to your birth, make sure that you're both on the same page and know exactly um, what you may want to include in your birth plan for your birth preferences. For example, delayed cord clamping, baby injections, all those things. My next tip would be speak with your support people and let them know exactly what you want. And when I say what you want, this is meaning exactly what you want them to do and what you think is going to work best for you in terms of support. So whether this is when you're at home in early labor, what sort of things are you going to want them to facilitate to help make this early labor period a little bit easier for you? And everybody is different. You know, there's the women that need a lot and there's the women that literally don't want their support people to touch them at all. So just know that as long as your support people are aware of some of the things you want, this may change from time to time and depending on what stage of labor you are going through. But I do think it's easier for a support person to know exactly what role they are going to be playing in this period. So For example, if it's their job to encourage you to use different types of non-pharmacological pain relief options whilst you're at home. So encourage you to keep moving around when you feel like you don't want to be mobile, to use hot water to help with um, the pains from the contractions, or if it's just to keep you on track and on focus with your breathing. If they have a role and know exactly what role they are going to be playing, they're not going to be feeling as lost and as helpless, which is what I think a lot of support people feel like. And I think it's important to touch on that now that being a support person is a super challenging situation to be in. I obviously support women a lot, but it is really, really challenging when someone you care so much about and someone you love so much is going through um, something that you can't do anything really to take away what she's feeling. You can obviously do things to help alleviate 
what we perceive as pain. Um, I hate using that terminology, but a lot of women refer to it as that, um, that they experience with the contractions. But yeah, it is really, really difficult when you see someone you love, it what looks like to be in pain and there's nothing that you can really do to stop that until the baby is born. Because there will be periods of time in the birth center where your partner or support person will be like, oh my goodness, what am I doing? What can I do to help? I'm not doing anything. And I see that as a midwife because people are like, what can I do? Like, what else can I do to help her? And, you know, for me, I know that the woman just has to get through this and that this is normal. But for them, it's really, really difficult for them to see. So just know that it is normal to be feeling I guess, a little bit helpless. And that's why it's really good if you know exactly what role you're going to be playing so that you can keep facilitating those things like, you know, squeezing her hand throughout a contraction or massaging her lower back through a contraction or squeezing her hips. These are all things, I guess, tools that you're going to have in your pocket. As women in labor, we have tools and things that we know we want to be doing in that labor to help with those contractions and it's just the same as you so you're going to be having your own little toolkit of things that you can do to best support your partner your daughter um, your sister who's in labor so take home note from that is know exactly what is in your toolkit of things that you can do Now, I've already touched on a few things that you can do to help support someone in labor, but I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into this and offer you some other tips that I guess you can put in your toolkit. Encourage her to stay hydrated. Most likely, she is not going to want to have a big skull of water, so small frequent sips are encouraged because as we know, when you're in labor, your body is working extremely hard. So staying hydrated is super important. So if you're that support person, offer the frequent sips and filling up her water as she needs, but also don't force her to drink if she doesn't want to. Hand in hand with this is encourage her to eat snacks throughout the period of her labor. Once again, if she doesn't want to eat, don't force her, but small little bites of food is going to be really beneficial to give her some energy that she needs. Another thing that is really helpful, especially for a midwife too, is help her mobilize. If she wants to go to the toilet, be present with her, obviously, if she wants you in there um, and know that you're supporting her as much as you can. Helping her change position, so encouraging frequent position changes. And maybe you've gone through some of the positions that she feels most comfortable with um, prior to going into labor. So you know exactly what role you're going to be playing. Another thing is really validate her emotions. If she's saying that she's feeling one way, acknowledge those feelings and let her feel that way. If she starts to get upset, let her cry. Get it out. Let her get it out because I promise you there probably is a period where she may cry. um, But if she holds that in, it's not going to help her. So just let her know that it's okay to cry and feel that way. But then you're going to bring her back on track and your midwife will be there to support you with this as well. Really let her know how well she is doing and how strong and powerful she is because I promise if it's coming from someone that she loves, she's going to listen to you and hopefully she listens to a midwife too but it's just going to mean probably that little bit more if it's coming from someone that she loves telling her how incredible she is. Another really important thing is let her rest. If she's resting... Don't interrupt her, don't speak to her because she's choosing to rest because she knows that she needs it. 
Once again, you may feel like you're not doing anything, but I promise you're doing more than what you think. And lastly, be present. It's okay to be feeling all those emotions of nerves and anxiety and a little bit of excitement because if this is your first time in a birth center or with someone that you love in labor, it is a really, really exciting period, but it is also nerve wracking. So just know that if you're feeling nervous, that's so totally okay and just work with it and go with it. I promise you what you see in the movies is not what it is like. It is such a beautiful and calm experience and yes things can sometimes not go to plan so just remain calm at all times you're in such good support with your midwives and your doctors and I promise you the midwives and doctors priority is the woman and her baby there may be times where you feel a little bit overwhelmed so if you feel like that just know that you can go and get a little bit of fresh air have a drink of water a coffee whatever you need and then come back refocused because The energy that you put into the room is the energy that the person that you love will be feeling. If you get emotional, that is okay. My favorite thing is seeing any support people get so overwhelmed with love and joy that they are just so happy that they cry happy tears. Like it is honestly one of my favorite things. I pretty much cry every time. But just know that sometimes you will get overwhelmed with emotions that you may not have ever felt before. So just go with it and be present. I can't stress that enough. Do as much or as little as you want, but just know exactly what your role is to play on the day. So to summarize ways to be the best support person you can be, it is one, educate yourself. Do not leave it up to your partner to encourage you to educate yourself. Take initiative and do it yourself. There's so many wonderful podcasts, Instagram pages, and go to those childbirth ed classes with your partner because honestly, knowledge is power and you want to be able to make decisions with your partner in the labor and birth period. Number two, know your role. Have that toolkit ready to go so you know exactly what role you're going to be playing on the day. And number three, be present. Be involved in this process as much as you can because I promise it is going to be such a magical moment for you. A lot of the things that I've already discussed on the podcast today can be taken into the postpartum period. So in the postpartum period, Your partner is going to be resting, recovering and establishing her breastfeeding journey. She's going to be tired, she's going to be exhausted and she's most likely going to be a little bit emotional. So you need to support her as best as you can. So as I've mentioned before, encouraging her to stay hydrated and nourish her body is super important. Being present in that breastfeeding journey is also going to be really beneficial to not only you but also your partner because she's going to be bombarded with a lot of knowledge and information and sometimes it's really hard to retain it all yourself. So if you're there and you're present also in that journey, you're going to be able to help her best navigate this period by offering her advice that you have also picked up along the way. Although you are the one that isn't going to be breastfeeding, There is no harm in doing some research yourself about correct positioning and attachment when it comes to breastfeeding. Download a breastfeeding app on your phone so that when you're there and present at the hospital, you can record how often the baby's feeding its wet and dirty nappies and take a little bit of pressure off your partner. 
Another role that I love to give partners or any support person is the role of ice packs. If you had a vaginal birth and required some suturing, or even if you haven't had any stitching and your perineum is feeling quite sore, I always give the support person the role of going and getting the ice packs because one, it's a simple task, but two, it's also going to be really helpful for the midwives who are caring for your partner because sometimes we get a little bit busy and we can't always go and get an ice pack straight away. When you transition home, It's normal to have some feelings of feeling as though you're not doing enough. And this may be because the mum and baby are spending a lot of time together with establishing the breastfeeding journey, but also you may be having to go to work and provide for your family whilst leaving your partner at home. So when you are home, doing things like making sure once again that she's hydrated and nourishing her body, letting her rest as much as she can when the baby is also sleeping, doing the housework, I know, come on, you can lift up that broom or you can mop the floor, is going to be super helpful in that initial postpartum period. If you are a friend or family member and you're wanting to come and support someone who's just had a baby, make sure that you've contacted them first before just rocking up to the house. Because although I'm sure that they want to show off their precious newborn baby, they may not want to be doing it right at that second. So please don't take offense if they say no to not coming around and just let them let you know when they're ready for you to come and visit. Offering simple gestures like dropping around a meal is also going to be very beneficial. Or even when you go over to visit the baby, maybe ask the mum what she needs or even the dad or support person what they need. And that might be a 15 minute or 20 minute power nap. So if you can cuddle the baby, which I'm sure you'll love for 20 minutes, just so they can get some rest is going to really, really benefit them. And it may be a small and simple task, but it's going to go a long way for them. Just like if you go over and you see there's some dirty dishes that may need to be cleaned, stacking the dishwasher or folding the washing, those are the little things that I promise are going to mean the absolute most to that new family. Now that concludes all the things that you can do to best support someone who's having a baby or who's just had a baby. But I thought to finish this episode, I would add some of the things that I've picked up along the way as a midwife of the things to not do to support someone. Number one, don't sit back and do nothing. Remember that at this point in time, you are not the first priority. So make sure that you're always putting the woman first. Your Netflix shows can wait. The phone calls can wait. Don't be on your phone in the birth center because I promise you as a midwife, it is honestly one of the most infuriating things that the support person can do. Another thing is read the room. Do not make inappropriate jokes at really, really important times. For example, when the woman is pushing her baby out, she's going to be feeling quite vulnerable. So this is not the time to be cracking jokes because I promise no one is going to be finding them funny. Another thing is please make sure that you've parked your car in the correct spot and don't choose the time when the woman is pushing her baby to go and move it because my goodness, the amount of times I have had people that go and move the cars at the worst time to the point 
where I've literally had to go and get my co-worker to run down there and find them in the car park and hold that baby's head in because they were about miss the birth of their baby. Another thing is please don't get upset if the woman snaps at you. There are periods in her labor where she may say things that she doesn't mean. And I promise you, I've been in the firing line myself and really they do not mean what they say. It's just in the heat of the moment and it's often in that transition stage of labor. Another thing is also don't bring nothing into the birth center. Bring some snacks for yourself because the last thing that anyone wants to be hearing is how hungry you are or how thirsty you are because you need to prepare that yourself. And my last tip of things to do not say is, does it hurt? Because we all know exactly how she's feeling. And I promise you that is not going to go down well if you ask her if that contraction was painful. Well, that concludes today's episode and the last episode for Midi for 2021. I hope this episode has provided some vital tips of ways that your partner, family member or sibling can best support you in labor. And hopefully they hear my voice in the back of their head during this time. Once again, thank you from the bottom of my heart for all the support this podcast has received this year. I hope you all have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Stay safe and I'll see you in 2022. Bye! Thank you for listening to today's episode of MIDI. Your support means the absolute world to me. So if you loved this episode and want to stay up to date with the latest interviews and midwifery education, please hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review. For further information about this episode, please check the show notes below. If you wish to share your pregnancy and motherhood experience, you can get in touch with me by emailing hello at themidisociety.com.au and find us on Instagram at atthemidisociety or at Monique underscore Maitland. I cannot wait for you to join me next week. I'll be talking all things flap chat. In the meantime, I hope you have an amazing week and remember you're doing the best you can. Love.